This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Jack, it literally blows so hard here. I mean, the wind. The wind blows really hard here in Ohio. Ohio really blows. <laughs> blows hard. Blows blows wind hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it is the spring. Do you are you getting used to the Midwest Springs again? Yes, I love the Midwest Spring. I I would wager though, and you'll have to tell me when you come visit. I think where I'm living is windier than the Windy City. Really? That's saying quite a lot there. I know. Like, if the Windy City is any windier than where I live, I don't know how you manage it. Well, don't float away, Danielle. Don't get floated away in the wind. <laughs> it's a blustery day, as Pooh Bear says. <laughs> that was weird. Sorry, guys. Uh <laughs> oh, Christ. Welcome back to your favorite weekly break of nursing humor and gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is a podcast where people can just turn it on. And sometimes I know we have really in-depth and important and interesting conversations about medicine and science, but sometimes I hope people can just turn it on and be like, oh, I'm just hanging out with Dean and Jack today, driving to work or doing my dishes or going for a hot girl walk. I love a hot girl walk. Have you been going on a lot of them or has it been too rainy and cold? Well, it's been really, really rainy. Um, For the most part, it's just been a lot of rain. But I've been trying to do that for work because now I'm back to work. And yes, the clinic is open. I feel, my God, Jack, it feels so good. I'm so happy. I have missed putting hands on patients so much. But yes, I now I'm like back on a schedule. Like I'm like nine to seven at work, 10 or days. And I really have to focus on when I eat, when I can work out. So like what I'm just trying to do is get up early enough, which you know is hard for me. You know, I struggle with like the schedule and time management and all the things, but I try and get up and I go for a walk because the freaking ocean lake is right there and it's turquoise and it's beautiful. and just trying to get like a quick lap in around there before work. And I feel so good. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know what? No one really asked. So today, spoiler alert, we're doing a Q&A um, episode where Dee and I both put out on our Instagram stories, different questions about what people are asking us or want to know, whether that's nursing, healthcare related or not. And I'm so glad that no one asked about self-care, like what you're doing for self-care, because honestly, Danielle, like I am not doing anything right now. I feel like my routine is so off. So I'm really glad that you are going on hot girl walks. Can you go on some hot girl walks for me? Because I am just, I don't know. I feel like I am kind of in a self-care slump right now. 
I've been feeling that way too. And I don't know if it's because we've had so many like setbacks with egg freezing or we've just been in this like brand new stage of life where I'm starting a new career. You're like deep in your career. You're dating someone new. I'm of to a new city. Like it's been the last couple months have been really kind of chaotic, like like good chaos. Yeah, chaotic. chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a grind. And I don't really like mm-hmm. that. I hate when I say that a grind. Like I, I miss I'm ready for like some more normalcy and routine mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that leads us to kind of our first question. Any more career updates? This is so exciting. I mean, you're back at work. How did it feel having the time off? And how does it feel coming back? Good question. I wish I could have made a little bit more use of my time off. I mean, like I've worked a lot on the podcast, but Michael is so wonderful. He'll sit there and he'll be like, you have all this time off. Write your book. You got to do it. You're a great writer. You got to do it. And I'm like, you can't just sit down and like write a novel or like write a book. You know, maybe some people can't. I can't. So I tried to do that. And I've I've made like, I mean, what I considered pretty good head, more headway than I've made in like the last 12 years on it, on this book and like writing. And I don't honestly know if it's going to be something that gets shared or not, but it's I've been like trying to dedicate some time just to free write. Like I'll set a timer, Jack. I've been setting a timer like just sit down. You have 15 minutes. I just want you to write something for 15 minutes. And then I'm in the freaking flow and I'm like hitting reset on the timer, hitting re. Okay, here's another 15 minutes. Okay, here's another 15 minutes until like I finish this thought or like segment that I'm working on. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, good job, D. You wrote for an hour today. And that feels like really good. So you, so you have been working on something. A little, yes. I've been working on it like when I feel like I can or, or I'm literally just like, just do it. And like, I'm sure you know as an artist, like sometimes like ideas and stuff will come to you and, you know, either it's like a dream or like for me, whenever I write, I feel like I get these, like this one phrase, like I'll just dream Mm. this phrase like over and over again. I was like, oh my God, that's like everything I've been trying to say. That's so like astute and like crystal clear. And I'll like repeat it over and over and over in the dream. But like, I can't wake myself up to like, write it down or leave it as a note. So if I wake up and I remember it, I try and write right away. Or like those are the days I know that that kind of like creative energy I'm a little bit more tapped into. So yeah. So that's what I've been kind of doing on my time off and just trying to give myself permission to write through it and go back because there's like some really dark times there. But it's just felt so good to like have patients in my chair and consult with them. And it's like, it's a tender space to be in because this is, this is your face. This is your appearance. These are your like deepest insecurities that you're literally sitting down to share with somebody. And it's like, it's just a really special field. And not many people really understand that. Like people are really vulnerable when they come in, you know, for treatments they're excited, but you know, it's, it's still a vulnerable thing. So I really enjoy guiding people through that, teaching them about options, teaching them about what the different, you know, products and stuff do and are, and what are realistic outcomes 
So just kind of getting back in that flow and I have such a great team of women that I'm working with too, Jack. Like that's hard. I mean, it can just, it can just be really hard, but (laughs) this company is fantastic. Their interview process and like vetting is incredible and they have amassed such an incredible group of talent and like energy in this office. So I'm very, very happy. And you guys, if you're in Ohio, you can come see me at the Skin Center. Plug. <laughs> I know. I'm so I'm so excited for you. It's thank you. Weird. It's weird sometimes taking a, a break from our jobs. I think especially in healthcare, we're so used to doing, 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 and being so productive all the time that taking time off it can be like a serious mind fuck. Yeah, because we forget that rest can also be productive. Oh my gosh. So I'm glad that you were able to get some writing done and you seem seriously so happy and fulfilled in your new job. I really do. I feel so happy, so fulfilled. It's amazing. What a beautiful thing. What yeah. a beautiful thing. What about you? We all you? deserve that. We all totally deserve that. Same. I mean, same. I feel so completely fulfilled in my faculty role. Um you know, the semester, by the time this episode comes out, the semester will have just ended. And right now it's been, it's definitely been a busy time since finals are coming up, trying to meet with students to help them like get ready for their finals, get all of the grading in. And I'm still kind of, you know, it's still, this is my first semester being a full-time faculty. So I'm still like learning the ins and outs. I'm still getting used to responding to all of the emails that come through and trying oh to keep my gosh. Like, my brain straight on like what class, like what deadlines are for which. It's almost like being in school again, but in a different role. So I'm still learning. I'm still trying to give myself, um, like you said, permission to like, hey, like you didn't need to be perfect this first semester. Like you're learning. This is going to take years for you to feel really comfortable and really great in this new role. But overall, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I'm still teaching over the summer. I'm just teaching one class. I'm doing clinical over the summer just once a week. So it'll be fun to just kind of keep my my toes into teaching, but give myself some time to <laughs> study for my boards, take my boards. <laughs> I know. I wish you guys could see my face right now. It's like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed. I can't Um, believe you still haven't taken them. (laughs) Really? I can believe that. Like, I'm not surprised at all that I pushed this off an entire year. Like, not at all. But thinking back, like, as your friend, thinking back through this year, you've been through so much. You finished, you graduated, you did all that, did your podcast, we're working, we're teaching. Then you went to Italy and Scotland and had the most incredible summer. And then you started teaching and you got this like dream job. And, and like, it's just, it's been so fun, Jack. Like, you've done so much. I don't well, think you, know you would what, have had too? time to do your boards. Exactly. You know why I don't feel bad is because. I know, I know when I finished that program last year with everything that was going on in my life with my divorce and with all this fucking bullshit, Mm -hmm. I could not take those boards last year. It would not have gone well. It would not have happened. Like there is no piece of me that had anything left to do my boards last year. So I like remind myself of that. I'm like, remember where you were last year? You were, um, surviving off of peanut butter pretzels and like 
reminders from your friends to like eat something. You couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. You were like, you know, doubling up on your SSRI without talking to your doctor. Like you were in a really tough place last year. So you know what? I am like, wow, that's like weird going back down memory lane to where we were a year ago. So like, let's yeah. not go too far down that memory right now. But okay. yeah. yeah, otherwise, yes. So that's that's the career update. And I feel good about it. Are you teaching statistics this summer? Because that oh, was fuck the, no. That was the one class I no. took during nursing school that I took during the summer. So I was like, fuck this shit. I heard you can get it done super easy and like quick online. And it's like no work because we don't use statistics unless you're in like research stuff. But no, I will never teach statistics. I will <laughs> never. I don't even think I'm allowed to. Like I'm, I literally, literally would like not. I'd be like, I can't teach this. I can't. Anyway, so this leads me to our next question. Like I said, Danny and I put these Q&As out um, on both of our social medias and wanted to know what everyone was wanting to ask and get from us. And a question that Danielle and I both got that we get all the time, which kind of goes into this. D is in aesthetics. I'm in a faculty role right now. How did you know it was time to leave bedside? I love this question for so many reasons, but I also, it's so hard to answer because I don't, like, I love nursing. I love nursing as a profession. I loved bedside nursing. And there's still aspects of bedside nursing that I miss. I, But, like, I also don't want to deter anyone from being a bedside nurse or or anything because it is – it's just a really hard profession. Like, it takes a lot out of you. I don't know. Like, I, do you feel any sort of hesitation in answering this? Always. Always, always, always. Because it's, but it's like from this fear of being judged. But I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give you guys my honest to God answer of how I knew it was time. Yeah, I I knew I never was going to stay in the bedside. I I knew going into nursing. I knew going in. I knew going into nursing school. I knew during my clinicals. I knew that that was not going to be my long term plan. Really? Yeah, yeah. I always knew that I kind of wanted. I don't know, like something, I don't want to say something more because Mm -hmm. that's not it. Because bedside nursing is extremely rewarding. You will change and save and impact so many lives doing that. I knew myself and I knew that I see things on a much bigger picture. And Mm -hmm. I just knew that like at some point I would go back and be get my nurse practitioner, go back and do research, go back and do teaching. I, I didn't know what it was. But I knew that bedside wasn't going to be a forever situation for me. So I knew I I wanted to get my few years of experience, kind of get in and get out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to, I mean, there was like huge extenuating circumstances to my decision to leave the bedside. And a lot of it was hospital burnout. Mm-hmm. A huge chunk of it was the psychological warfare of getting away from a narcissist and a sociopath and the like mental and physical toll that took on my body. And I knew I wasn't being the best nurse I could be, you know, and I was just I was just so tired. I was like, 
But like at the same point, I was also looking around and I'm like, I feel like there's always been this unknown in what the future would hold for me career wise. Like I always knew I wanted to help people. I always knew I wanted to be, you know, in a position like a caretake, caretaker position. But, you know, then we start therapy and then we're like, oh, codependency and like all these things. And then you're like, oh, wait, I don't need to take care of everybody for them to like, like me and love me. Mm-hmm. I can just be me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a weird little segue. I don't know. It's it's hard. Like I, I never saw myself in a life or position at the bedside because everyone around me just looked exhausted and unhappy. And whether that's, you know, the intensity of being in an ICU, a NICU, a PICU setting like that, or it's the way the hospital treats you and the lack of resources, you're overworked, you're hardly paid a living wage in the majority of our country. It just felt like a constant fight and like battle and struggle in the field. I think what that comes back to then is it's such an individualized answer. People have lots of different reasons for going into nursing. So they're going to have a lot of different reasons for getting out. There's probably, mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look at what happened because of the pandemic. We now have tens of thousands of nurses that are planning on leaving the bedside that probably mm-hmm. never wanted to or never saw themselves doing it. So yeah, or at least not right away, at least not at this point in their career. So I would say like just some tips for that. Just, you know, again, know that you have other options. If It, it doesn't have to be this like drastic decision. Am I going to leave? Am I not going to leave? Because guess what? Nursing is so flexible. If you want to go back, guess what? You have a job. Yeah. You want to go back? You can go back. You want to try something different? You can try something different you don't have to like it be just because you leave doesn't mean you can't go back. So right. You're going to have an orientation period anywhere you go. Yeah, exactly. We had so many nurses leave med surge or, you know, come from a clinic to train in the NICU and Mm -hmm. start there. Like there's so much that you can do. You're not, you're not pigeonholed into one spot with nursing. And we, we always talk about that. Like there's so many different fields and avenues. So So building off of that question, someone else submitted the question, what's the best thing to tell yourself when you feel or when you people say, or maybe you tell yourself that you're not doing quote unquote real nursing? Well, first off, I want to know what they mean by not being a real nurse or real nursing. I know. And so obviously, so I always take this question as bedside nursing. So what do you tell yourself when you feel like you're not doing bedside nursing, because I think that there is that connotation there that is. Mm-hmm. you're not doing, well, you're not doing real nursing anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both have this, do you work in aesthetics? I teach, I don't see my own patients. Mm-hmm. That's not, is that not real nursing anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I dealt with that a lot actually when I made the decision to leave the bedside and take some time off, start the podcast and people would ask me, how do you feel now that you're not a nurse anymore? I'm like, A, I'm still a nurse. My degree didn't go anywhere. I am just practicing nursing on myself right now. That's what I tell myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's hard because there is. You're right. There is that connotation of, you know, if you're not working at the bedside and in these 
take doing like traumas and all these things that, you know, Grey's Anatomy or healthcare shows play at you, then you're not doing real nursing. But you're a nurse if you're in a clinic. You're a nurse if you are doing telemed. You're a nurse if you're consulting with patients. You're a nurse if you are taking a break. You're a nurse if you're teaching other nurses. You're a nurse if you're going to school. Like, you're a nurse if you've retired and you're just like a parish nurse, like my grandma used to be. Like you're still a nurse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you What do you think? One thousand percent. I want to echo everything you just said. I think about some of the nurses and some of the 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 people that have shaped my career and who I see as my mentors. A lot of them did not spend a ton of time at the bedside in a hospital. A lot of them have like moved around to different jobs, have a lot of experience in a lot of different things. And one mm-hmm. of my biggest mentors was in, um, has worked with Doctors Without Borders for oh, for amazing. years, over a decade. And her specialty is in consulting victims of sexual assault all over the world. All right. Wow. She may not be in a hospital running Does she want to come on the podcast? I'd I love know. To, I know. She's unbelievable. But are you going to tell me that she's not a real nurse? So... There's, there's the two things. One, Danielle, I a hundred percent, you just echoed it. I'm not even going to repeat it because you said it perfectly, but two, and I don't know if I'm just like feeling sassy today. You know what I tell myself that I'm really fucking happy. Yeah. I tell myself that I'm really fucking happy in my job. And honestly, I don't give a shit if people think I'm not doing real nursing or not, because you know what? I don't care. I'm not sitting here judging what other people are doing with their careers because I'm super happy. And super fulfilled in my career, in my career within healthcare. So honestly, if you don't think it's real nursing, I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. You know what I mean? It's no, like, for real. It's like the only ones who are who are like have something to say about it are the ones that are maybe really, really deep in whatever is real nursing. And they're salty. Like And they're unhappy. Again, I don't know if I'm just feeling like sassy right now. Maybe, but But like, but you know what? Been there, done that. And like, I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up because I'm not, I don't, because some people think I'm not a real nurse anymore. I really could care less. They don't give out badges or maybe they give out little like pins for your badge, but like, you don't get any major awards for sticking it out and wearing yourself down and beating up your body and your brain and your spirit. To work 50 years in a profession. Yeah. They should. I mean, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So. Yeah. Fuck it. Tell them to shut their mouth. If they're telling you you're not a real nurse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then tell them how much you make doing like med sales as a nurse. Well, I think sometimes about like other professions, like teachers and lawyers and people that can go out and do so many other different things with their degree. Yes. And like, there's not this connotation of like, oh, like looking down upon it anymore. It's like, oh, you're smart. Oh, good for you. Like you were able to turn your degree into something that is more sustainable for you. That maybe makes you more money. It brings you more happiness, like X, Y, and Z. So it's it all comes down to I think a lot of the issues that are deeply rooted in nursing because we are predominantly a female driven career and I think mm-hmm. a lot of that shit is like really really deeply rooted in misogyny and in what women can and cannot do and should do and 
what it's our duty to do right. so, and like stick it out in these positions where even if we're not happy, which I hope the bedside gets better. And I think uh, some hospitals are course. really like making strides to try and do that. It's just, it's just not built for a happy, healthy, long career. Not right now. Not right no. now. No. no, not right now. Welcome to the moment where we go on soapboxes about <laughs> how shitty it is to be a bedside nurse. <laughs> but also remember the good times and like the incredible patients. I don't know if I told the, told y'all this on here, but like I literally just got a text message uh, a couple weeks ago from uh, one of my last primaries who's now six. And um, his mom sent me like a, a sweet little birthday note for him and was like, you know, we just think about you every day on his birthday because mm. he wouldn't be here without you. And, Ugh. you know, like moments like that. Those are like the most beautiful moments that come out of bedside nursing. And I wish they could sustain you through all of it. But I'm very 100%. grateful for those. Yeah. Me too. Of course. I mean, there's always those patients that you remember, those coworkers that you remember. It mm -hmm. is an extremely special job. And I don't want people to get the wrong impression that like we're crapping on bedside nursing because Dee and I have both been there. We've done it. We loved it. We hated it. We're just here to let you know that there are other options that are there for you if and so you want to use them. On that note, I kind of want to switch gears. I do too. And I want to ask this one and it's, I'm jumping ahead on you a little bit. Um, but I feel Danielle, like we have, a, you, we have, we have a list. I know Danielle's we, I know we, I know we have a list, but you've asked oh all of the questions and I feel like this one doesn't make sense for you to ask. And I just want to get one in. <laughs> oh God. Where are, where are you jumping to? I'm jumping to relationship updates oh, and I am fuck. like shocked that Mama Camardo has not met Rocket Man yet. I know. Mama Camardo has not yet. And she actually submitted the question to my question box. <laughs> I love it. From my mom said, when is your mom going to meet so-and-so? And, -so? and um, we are planning. I know she. It, the timing has just not worked out yet. I felt like, mm -hmm. you know, with my family, there's always things going on. I'm like, you'll meet her organically. We're going to have something come up. I didn't want to yeah. schedule this like parent dinner where it's just like sit down and it's really formal thing. So, yeah. um, but like my mom has been so busy helping my little sister move out to California. So when we get back from our next little international adventure, we're going to take my mom out to dinner. And so mom, if you're listening, Aww. when we get back from Greece slash Sicily, we are going to take you out. You're going to meet the new man. You can grill him. You can actually, I honestly think my mom is going to just be obsessed with him because she loves like he looks like McDreamy. He literally looks like McDreamy. Like there's no way. I mean, like I know he really yeah. does. Like sometimes I turn and I look at him and I'm like, whoa. Like, it, like you're like, like, wait, am I Meredith Gray? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, it's funny because I told him too that I had a poster of McDreamy up in my college dorm room <laughs> when I was like a freshman in college. I sort of got like, you remember how like back in the day, I don't know, maybe not everyone had posters of men. I remember my twin sister had a poster of Cindy Yeah, Crosby, not in college. <laughs> and I had a poster of McDreamy. 
like weird like someone should have like this is why I didn't have a boyfriend for like <laughs> until I was 23 probably not because you were a D1 athlete and going to school at the same time and probably maintaining a perfect GPA and play scores <laughs> no I but... didn't have a boyfriend in high school but I'm like joking I'm like this is probably why I was like such a dork but anyway no I told him that it was really funny but no um has okay, he met so, your dad? Because your dad's yes. always there with um, yes, with my with grandma. grandma. He's met he's met everyone else. He's met my dad, my grandma. Mm-hmm. He's hung out with Nicole and Mason many times. He's just Love met it. a ton more of my friends. Fits in really well. Um, I mean, I haven't even met him in person yet. I know you will. You, yeah. him and Michael are going to get along really well. Oh, I think. oh yeah. I'm excited I'm, for this. I know. I'm so excited. A couple weeks. Um. Okay. So, what are some other relationship updates from your end? Ms. Oh Danielle? my god. I'm like constantly in awe of this like space that we that Michael and I can give each other to talk through things like we just had, you know, like a deeper, like heavier conversation, you know, like we like to do these like relationship check ins. And like this morning, even I was like, there was this like one thing that I just want to go back over. And he's like, yeah, sure, babe. Come like call me like let's let's you know let's talk through whatever and those are like things that I never would have brought up in past relationships because I would have been too scared to to be like oh my god they're gonna think I'm too much they're gonna think I'm like a crazy person they're gonna think I'm like you know needy and or whatever and there just isn't that at all like it's just a very a really beautiful place to be in and we relationship just... updates that sounds like the healthiest thing ever mm-hmm. yeah yeah check-ins yeah love that. yeah R- relationship check-ins mm-hmm. sorry check-ins yeah you because should there's... That. that's so healthy it really is like it's it's nice to kind of take stock of you know everything and you know we have so much more in our lives that like it just makes sense to keep going at like our timeline like there's just <laughs> it's almost like there's so many different breaks in like a long distance relationship like it's just like starting over almost each time or like building i mean like you're building on like your foundation obviously but like you end a long distance relationship because you moved to the same city then you're experiencing dating in the same city then you throw a kid into the mix and all these other extenuating circumstances and starting new jobs and careers building and all the things. And it's just been, it's been amazing. It's really, you know, Michael's very intentional. He really goes out of his way to make time for me and everyone in his life. And it's, he's an amazing dad. It's just so fun to see that. And like my relationship with James keeps like growing and getting closer and you know, it's just, there's things that take time. And I just really, he might not <laughs> agree that I really love the pace at which things are going, but like things are going great. They're really wonderful. It's unbelievable. I'm so yeah. happy for you. And if anyone can figure it out, it's, it's you guys. I mean, that's a lot to take on. Like you said, moving mm-hmm. to a new city, dating in a new city, building careers, mm-hmm. um, navigating a relationship with a child involved it's mm-hmm. you really I, I actually tell Danielle this on a pretty regular basis but I want to share it with everyone Danielle really handles these situations with such 
poise and with such grace. And you are just such like an inspiration on what it looks like to have a healthy, open and honest relationship. I, I just really, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Thank you, honey. It's new. I mean, I talk to my therapist all the time. I'm like, this this just feels weird and oddly healthy. Like, this is what it feels like to be in like a healthy, safe and loving and awesome relationship. <laughs> you know what's interesting? And and Danielle has been, you've been like a good year ahead of me, I would say, in like in relationship stuff. So I remember mm-hmm. you saying this. When you and Michael first started getting serious, like it's so healthy that I'm concerned. Like it yeah. is some like you almost start looking for things that are wrong because mm-hmm. you're like, wait, I'm used to chaos. I'm used and to confusing that with like right. romance and passion right. and nah. A real passion and intimacy comes with like these conversations mm-hmm. and knowing each other and you know just like loving and supporting each other through this like I, I told him yesterday I was like you're my best friend and you're my lover <laughs> because there's something really beautiful that comes after you have the you know when you sit down and you have the adult conversation and there's no toxic behaviors there's no Mm-mm. yelling there's no name calling there's no you know, using things against people, Mm -hmm. holding things overhead, when you're able to have these really adult, important conversations, and you can get out of it on the other side with more respect for each other and an understanding of where the other is coming from. It's such a bonding experience. It really brings you closer and so much closer. It's like this, this almost like I could explain it as it means so much to me that you think I'm worth having this hard conversation and that you're mm-hmm. able to sit here with me, whether it takes an hour or two hours or it takes all afternoon and to process it. Yeah. And we yeah. get, yeah. And we find some sort of like happy medium or some sort of solution. The fact that you are willing to do that with me, like that makes me trust you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That makes me feel safer. Yeah, exactly. And then that makes the intimacy and sex amazing. Well, cheers to healthy, <laughs> cheers to healthy relationships. We love that. For we us. love a healthy relationship. Cheers. So I think that our discussions of healthy relationships leads into a really great question that was by far the most common question I got. Oh, really? I don't know, D. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, you guys, you guys know what's going on, but. Danielle, a lot of people have asked me, what are some of the early red flags to look for in dating? Oh, I'm so glad you, you like totally jumped ahead on this one. I love it. Uh, I think because it just builds off perfectly. We're talking about healthy relationships. So what yes. are some of the, we talked about some of the healthy things. What are some of the, the not so healthy, not so healthy things? Um, if someone is constantly texting you. And like wanting to do all these like grand, like super grand gestures, like, oh, I'm going to take you on a trip. And it's been like three days. Oh, I'm going to call you like all day long and FaceTime you, which like can be like, 
oh my God, it's so great. Like he's so into me. I don't have to worry about a text back. But there is a very tender point of it being too much. It verging on love bombing. And I think that's like one of the biggest ones. I mean, like obviously if they're also taking like three days to text you back, like you don't have time for that either. But it shouldn't be like a constant thing or talking about like kids and marriage after a week or, you know, stuff like that. It's just, you know, unless you're on love is blind or in like a really weird manipulated setting that, but yeah. When I saw this question, red flags, I'm like, do you want red flags for a narcissist or a cheater? Because Danielle and I, (laughs) we can tell, we can tell you both. <laughs> we can tell you both. So that is totally a warning sign for a love. For love bombing is totally a warning sign for a narcissist. And a cheater. And a cheater, honestly. They honestly go really hand in it's, hand. It's funny how much we have experience with both of these <laughs> types of people on all in one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, so Laura's early red flags because Danny and I have a lot to give you. Um, I've recognized a ton from Dr. Z, to be honest. Like, she, I mean, you want to know red flags about someone? Like, and what to watch out for when you're dating and starting a new relationship? Check out Dr. Z. She's the queen of narcissism, and she can help you identify all of those red flags for a narcissist. But the love bombing is so, so real early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Oh, come meet my. Oh, come meet my family. Oh, you're gonna meet. You're gonna fit in with my family so well. You're gonna fit in with my friends so well. Couldn't you see us living together? Oh, you should just quit your job. You should just move in. Why are you gonna pay for the flight? I'll pay for the flight. I'll. You know. Mm-hmm. This is all like your within life the first really couple easy. weeks. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. What are some other red flags? Just kind of in general. So I have a lot to share. I'd be happy okay. to to bring up a few more. Yeah, um, go these, for these, it. These might go down the um cheater route a little bit more, but I okay. I think like overall, my biggest advice with red flags is you fucking know that they are there honey you know mm-hmm. you know deep down you do if it's making you feel a little uncomfy and if you bring it up to them that it makes you feel uncomfy and their reaction to you not feeling comfortable will tell you everything you need to know exactly my biggest advice is don't ignore them let people show you who they are they will show you and they will show you early on you're the one ignoring them I'm not trying to point you out. I have, Danielle and I have done it for years. We have both years, been there. For years. But people will show you who they are. So pay attention in the beginning. Because if you see it in the beginning, you will see it again. I promise you, you will see it again. So here's some more of my red flags. One, if you're over 30 years old and using Snapchat as a form of communication, goodbye. Not yeah. okay. <laughs> you're just flag. there for dick pics. If you are liking, commenting, and following on multiple girls, Instagram models, or just chicks in general, red flag. If you have a, again, this gut feeling that they're being kind of shady, or if they are sketchy about their phone, Mm -hmm. if their phone is always face down, 
if they're always close with their phone, if they never have their phone up on the coffee table, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. If they have a history of cheating, Mm -hmm. if they have a history of calling their exes crazy, Mm -hmm. if they say, oh, my ex, she's crazy. Oh, my ex is, she was crazy. She did this, this, that. Why was she crazy? Did you make her crazy? Mm -hmm. It takes two to tango. I would also like to add in, because this is something that has gotten me out of a lot of situations and I've ignored it a lot of the time too, but like I have like yelled at myself for ignoring it and I've promised myself to never ignore it again. You've seen the red flag. You've ignored the red flag. But the second you start making excuses about Mm. their behavior, yeah, that's a big red flag. Yeah. You can't ignore that one. Whether that's to friends or family, I think Mm -hmm. that's the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we weren't technically boyfriend and girlfriend when he was hooking up with this girl. Yeah. Oh, he has like a really bad like headache. He just didn't want to come tonight. Mm -hmm. Or if they try and keep you from hanging out with your friends. If they don't like your friends, if they don't like certain people. I mean, like, you know, everyone... Well, I don't anymore have any like toxic, awful friends, but you know, sometimes it's harder to weed down your friend group into like a a healthy friend group. But I've been very lucky in this and Michael and I have talked about this too. And that like all of his friends that I've met, there's not one of them that like, I don't like Yeah, that I wouldn't want to hang out with. Like they're all incredible. And he thinks the same about my friend group. So it's like, yeah, if that like, if they're like nitpicky about certain people and it's not someone that mm-hmm. you've already kind of like had your eye up about anyways, you know, don't let them isolate you. So again, with a lot of the narcissist behavior, uh, Dr. Z is a great resource. Mm-hmm. I just hope that you can get to a point where, and I remember people used to tell me this. I remember you used to tell me this. I remember Danny Levesque told me this once. You will get to a point where you're going to be in a healthy relationship with someone and you're going to think about those toxic behaviors and those red flags and you're going to feel nauseous. You're, mm-hmm. So I really hope that you guys can, whoever is listening, if you've experienced a toxic relationship before, if you are dating and like starting to determine red flags, I want you to be able to get to the point where you see some of these red flags and it is such a turn off. Yes. It makes you nauseous. And you just look at this and you're like, <laughs> we don't deal with boys. We deal with men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, I love that conversation. We could make that a whole episode. We could make that a whole won't. episode. But um, I think to just kind of wrap up this episode, Jack, let's talk plans for the summer. Do you have any fun things coming up with Rocket Man? Ooh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. do. So I kind of gave everybody the quick rundown already. I am still teaching over the summer, but my schedule is going to be much more manageable. I'm going to hopefully take my boards. Um, (laughs) If I don't take them this summer, then like just give up all hope for me. (laughs) I'm working again on maybe applying for some grants to do some more mindfulness meditation research for the fall for my students. But yes, I am hoping this summer to just have a little bit of a break to focus mm-hmm. on riot healers, to um, enjoy some time with with my friends and my family. And yeah, my new man. 
we, uh, by the time this episode comes out, I think we'll, we'll have just finished our second international trip together um, to Mykonos and Taormina. Uh, we have plans to go to London and Brussels and back to Italy in the fall. So stay tuned. I'm going to be jet setting around the world and hopefully next trip will be to Cleveland. <laughs> My God, please. How about you? I'm just really looking forward to experiencing a Midwest summer. And, you know, Michael and I, this summer's filling up pretty quickly. We don't have any main trips planned for just us yet. I know we've talked a lot about wanting to go to Portugal. That's a big one for us. But we've got like a lot of like small little trips planned. I'm just excited for it to get nice, get some hiking, spend some lake time. We're going to do a big trip to um, my parents. Um, for a week and do like all the fun lake cottage summer stuff with James and I'm excited we're gonna have we're gonna take a little bit from the WOMED and come back in the fall with that but I think we're I mean I'm gonna say it now Jack we're looking for an intern to help us out for the next season of WOMED so if you are very gifted at social media and trustworthy with our WOMED account and <laughs> like time management skills, um, slide on into our DMs because um, we're going to start interviewing some interns. Obviously, we're not going to be able to afford to pay y'all a ton. So if you do it for the love of the pod and um, experience in social media and all that fun stuff and working with a podcast network and top medical podcast uh we would love to have you so this is so exciting i know, I know. that's right we are officially potentially looking for an intern that would be helping mm -hmm. us with social media helping us with scheduling finding guests um mm -hmm. scheduling guests being a liaison between us and our wonderful team at podcast nation i think that this is going to be really exciting and hopefully we will get some awesome people applying yeah. and we'll hopefully make a decision over the summer i know i'm really i'm really excited for this summer it's gonna be a good one jack i just love our catch-up episodes i love getting these questions and i love that we can stay in a medical vein but we also get to chat about real life things because we've experienced a lot of real life and if this episode resonated with you if you enjoy hanging out with us as much as we enjoy hanging out with you Share the episode, like the episode, um, follow along with the WOMED because Jack and I love this community. And, you know, DM us different guests and topics and things that you would like the WOMED to cover. So we want to make y'all happy. And then we get to learn a bunch too and interview really cool people. Absolutely. If you like this episode, please rate, review, share, comment. Share it on social media. You know we love to hear from you. And on that note, we'll catch you next week. Womed out. Out.